Welcome to the Market Watch. My name is Michelle, and today I'm speaking to Gabriel Erastus, an independent economist and no stranger to Nova's business report. Good day, Gabriel, and welcome to our show. Good day to you, ma'am. So it only seems as if we're speaking about government finances twice a year, so with the annual budget approval in February and then the midterm budget update in October. And many market players have indicated to me that there is a need to dive into and obtain more regular updates and analysis especially our government is performing against its own targets more regularly through, throughout the year. And more so, the opinion is that there's actually enough money, the crux more lies into the, to how it is allocated between all the, all, all the different um, disciplines. So the budget will be announced in about two to three weeks' time. Um, Gabriel, what I want to ask you is, is it true that there is enough, that it's just a question of allocation, and how can the national budget assist in achieving the national goals and aspirations of the country? Yes, yeah. Thank, thank you for that question, ma'am. And I, 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 I consent or I agree with uh, with other market players or, or analysts that are asking for for a broader conversation or an ongoing conversation about budget allocation. You have to understand that it's a national budget. Mm. Meaning that how it get to be allocated, how it get to be spent, it needed to be influenced by the people, by the market, by the entrepreneurs, by everyone, by the citizen of the country. Now, if in, within our budget cycle when we are formulating it, we get to keep quiet. We are not engaging the people in the village. We're not engaging the people in the capital market. We're not engaging the people, the SMEs and the investors. Then when it comes to our allocation, where will we find the information, the practical and the real information from the ground that it can influence how we spend the dollar that we collected from the people? So that becomes the bigger question. So that's why now we, we call, or, or there is a, a wide call, and this is really coming from me. IPPR have indicated a long time ago that the budget cycle needs to be more inclusive so that when the, the Minister of Finance and his team are going to sit down, their views and their aspirations are coming from the people. Not the political view, not the political aspiration or SOE needs, no. But the national agenda of where do we want to be and are we going, are we addressing what is on the ground? Mm. Because if again, yeah, there is a gap when it comes to statistics in our country. Mm. The last time we did the, the statistical analysis of unemployment was 2018. Now, when you're going to drop your budget, what is going to influence you? Mm. Not on the ground or having the real statistic that actually tells you the unemployment rate. Then how will you address the unemployment rate if you do not have the statistics? So that now highlights the most important aspect of engaging your people, being on the ground from Katima to Luther, to get the aspiration and to get the practical issues that they are facing so that it can motivate your budget. Mm. Gabriel, I'm going to quickly interrupt you there. So I'm definitely aware of some forms, and it might only be on a very high level that they do engage with, say, the capital market. But I I take your point, and my question to you would be is, how practically would you see that happening? Would you see that happening at sort of regional council level, or or, or where do you see such interaction and and contribution to, to, to happen? Yeah, like now there are some engagement that are happening. There is even a poster circulating for people to give input to the budget. But that is when how skewed it is and how biased it is. If the people at the the constituency level have no influence, then we have a problem. Like like right now, I was looking at the Minister of Labor report in terms of uh, 
which regions are creating jobs, where the vacancies are coming. And all these vacancies are just coming from Windhoek and Erongo. Mm. So you have already an issue there that at the constituency level, they are not influencing the budget. And and these are some of the best indicators that are telling you that if Ino Angwena or Intinsabi somewhere in Kunene, the people are not influencing how the budget should be allocated, then it also influences their economic development. Mm. So it, 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 we, we need it actually at the, the constituency level, the councillors to be to be more influential on how the budget gets to be allocated, especially for the means of urban and rural development. Because that is where uh, those are the people on the ground. But we are not seeing such practical work happening. You inviting people to send emails is not rural friendly. Mm. When do we expect... You see? Yeah. Um, sorry, Gabriel. So, so, so when do we expect now the outcome of the census? Um, somebody said to me it might still be a year until we have um, an outcome. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, because now they are actually doing now the final step. They they, they still they, they are still the, the, the doing the final step, which can probably take even four to six months. Mm. And again, it means our budget is not going to be influenced by again timely data. Mm. So that is now it means that the Minister of Finance have to take a different approach. Be on the ground. What are the, the constituency councillors or, or, or the rural councillors that are sitting on our second house saying and doing? Because they're supposed to be the, the, the eyes and the ears of, of government. Mm. But they, we, we, we change that. We make them political ears and political eyes. Instead of them actually listening to, 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 to the people on the ground and informing the Minister of Finance. Yeah, because the, the statistics are there. Yeah, Gabriel, let me mm. let me now just get back to my earlier question. If you um, c- mm. could, could you maybe indicate, in your opinion, would you also say that there mm. is actually enough? It's just about allocation, or do you think actually that there are also still gaps on the income side? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I think to to from my observation, our budget is I can say is enough. Mm. Is the problem is allocation. Mm. So in the your opinion, and management. Yeah. So in your mm-hmm. opinion, where do you, where would you would have wanted to see some major reallocations from which to which area? Yeah. Okay. If you look at our aspiration as a country, we want to be industrialized. Mm. We want to add value. We want to promote entrepreneurship. But which ministry now will you give money so so that happens? Mm. It means you have to take a look at the Minister of Agriculture. It means you have to take a look at the Minister of uh, uh, Trade and, and, and Enterprises Development. Mm. So those two ministries are critical in terms of value addition and promoting entrepreneurship and actually producing more because every value added product, mm. I mean, every input for value addition comes from the agricultural sector. You cannot say you want to add value what are you going to add value to if your agriculture sector is not producing enough? Yeah. So, so we needed to work around and allocate more to the agriculture sector and the Minister of Trade, which can promote entrepreneurship in terms of various various things that it can assist the entrepreneurs. Yeah, and create that employment that we so desperately need. Gabriel, unfortunately, that's all that we have time yeah. for today. Thank you very much for sharing your thoughts with us. I'm pretty sure we will talk again after the after the budget announcement and see what has happened, and hopefully the um the voices gets gets into the message. Thanks, Gabriel, and speak again. All right, man. Thank you.